What's going on, guys? Here we are, the Dogs Football Podcast. If you're wondering, yes, this is not Friday. This is Wednesday. We talked how we would come to you guys on Friday, like the typical uh, preview for a football game, but we know how busy we will be at our work on Friday along with the basketball game. We wouldn't have time. And knowing that tomorrow is Thanksgiving, that we would thought we would do it today. I am Nick Malone, joined by Noah. Noah, here we are to preview a playoff game, which is where we envisioned us being, maybe not under the circumstances and even not hosting a playoff game, but here we are and we get a familiar opponent. Yeah, we get a team we have not, in Valley, we have uh, since making the jump to two Division One out of D2 and, and into the Valley, this is their only second ever playoff appearance and their first ever home game in the uh, dome they have up there. So uh, Bob Nielsen, former former Western Illinois coach, I believe, uh, has done a good job so far. I think that reminds me to say Western. I'm pretty sure they just canned their coach recently. I think somebody had a tweet about all the schools that are now have a uh, you know coach available to hire. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Here they are. And – and I remember it was obviously talked about, I think we said this on the last one, that, uh, yeah, we didn't play them this year, and it's the only time that conference foes would face off in the playoffs if they didn't play in the regular season, obviously. And even our next opponent, if we were to win on Saturday, would be North Dakota State. We haven't played them either, but we know the last time they played them. So that'll be down the road if we get to that point. Uh, Noah, we'll jump into the Coyotes at some point here. Uh, but let's jump into the fact that some of the awards came out, not all of them for the FCS, but Matt Zimmer earlier, he was the one that broke it, and that's how we saw it. Uh, they came up with the awards, Noah, and Player of the Year and Newcomer of the Year, Jason Shelley. We just saw him recently of Missouri State. I'd say that's pretty well-deserved. He's a good player. Yeah, very well-deserved. Uh, when his team needed it, he put put him on his back, and he won them a lot of games this year. Yes, he definitely put them – they were just great on both sides of the ball, and he definitely led the way. He gave us fits and problems, even though we sacked him, what, seven times in the first half, but we had nothing to show for the rest of the game. Gosh, just going back and thinking of the games that we uh, blew this season, already just barely a week out of our last game. Uh, Noah, and this one, no surprise, Jared Brinkman, Defensive Player of the Year. It was predicted beforehand, and he showed out the show. I wonder what his stats are, but well-earned and deserved. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, he's the best. I'd say he'll be at the next level somewhere. Exactly, and we knew going at the game. We previewed mainly him a lot in the Northern Iowa preview, and he made his mark against us. He was batting balls. He was getting to the quarterback, stuffing the run. He's doing it all. He's a monster. Uh, you're right. He will be playing on Sundays. And then Matt Entz of North Dakota State, Coach of the Year. Can't argue with that. A real big bounce back year for them in a way. Uh, and being the team that obviously they have been in the past. Uh, and then Noah Youngstown State, QB, we just saw him. Demetriac Crenshaw, freshman of the year. He's definitely a talent as well. He was able to extend plays and get big conversions. He will be a problem for years to come. Is Jaleel McLaughlin, what, is, he, uh, is he draft eligible? Is he upperclassman? Um, he should be draft eligible. I was going to say, because if, if he just stayed, let's say, and they – you know, had some big wins that they recruited well or just in general or got it, got in guys that if they had that quarterback running back duo moving forward, they'd be, they'd honestly be a problem. So those are the awards, Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, and all those specific awards have not come out. I'm not sure when they will, but that's all we have right there. That's really everything else we had to cover outside of this preview 
So Noah, let's uh, and we were gonna make a, we'll make our picks here for the final four and who will be taking home the title uh, at the end of this, Noah. So let's preview these Coyotes. We talked about yes, we have not played them this year. We we, we talked about it months back. It'd be cool to play them because they have been playing well and they earned a a uh, playoff appearance. And it was one of these where we thought obviously we can maybe still get a home game and it would be against South Dakota. So I guess they maybe flipped a coin. You mentioned the bids had a lot to do with it as well. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how, because I remember back in two years ago when we got snubbed, um, that Liz was going to do her best to um, bid and see if we get a home game if we made the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure how exactly whether that works out. But, yeah, get, getting into them, um, Bob Nielsen is their coach. As this is, He's taken his 12th team to the NCAA playoffs in 29 seasons as a head coach. He won national championships championships with Minnesota Duluth in 2008 and 2010 and is the third time leading a team to the FCS playoffs where he first appeared and with Western Illinois back in 2015 I mentioned he was there before coming to North Dakota and I said about the Dakota Dome it's seen three NCAA Division two playoff games but none since December of 86 so uh it's been a long time for them to get any kind of home playoff game they went on the road in 2017 and beat Nichols then they had to go to Sam Houston State, and they fell to Sam Houston State. But getting into them, they're seven and four, just like us. Um, they started the year with a three-point loss at FBS Kansas. We know Kansas is not very good, but uh, still playing at that level. We playing at the Big 12. Then they beat Northern Arizona, Cal Poly. Then they lost at Missouri State by eight. Played close to Missouri State. Um, they beat. Then they beat Indiana State, North Dakota. North at, then they went on the road at Northern Iowa. Then after that big win at Northern Iowa, they lost um, really a crusher at home to Illinois State, which, which many thought would knock them out of playoffs at all. Then they won at Western. Got a big win at home, a three-point win over South Dakota State with that Hail Mary at the end. Then they lost last week with a blowout at North Dakota State. So interesting to see. Really looking at them, um, team-wise, they're scoring 28 and a half a game, um, so and they're allowing 20 and a half, so they're outscoring teams by eight a game. So, and looking at uh, rushing yards a game, they like to uh, 176.2 yards a game. So, and they throw the ball, averaging 203, so right around 200 for each. They're more of a balanced football team. Yeah, they are. And real quick, you mentioned, obviously, that Hail Mary. And before we obviously knew the potential of playing them, we said that's a game that can carry a team with momentum into like a Cinderella-type thing. Beating a team like that just in a way in general that that could obviously – and they got killed in their last game, but that could have been something that could have had their Cinderella story and had them have crazy momentum going into this. Yeah, it looks like they're a pretty good third-down efficient team. I mean, that's 40%. Trying to think of what that would be. Obviously, it's way worse than us. We'll look at ours here in a second. Uh, seems okay, and they've only gone for it 16 times and only converted six on fourth down. Just looking at some of their stats here. Uh, and you mentioned those 29 points per game and then 314 they forced total this year. Definitely a quality team. What about some of their personnel? Yeah, personnel. Get in their quarterback, Carson Camp. He's a veteran guy. Um, he's thrown for... Two, over 2,000 yards this season, 17 touchdowns, only four picks. Um, really good player. Uh, he's averaging about 186 passing yards a game. 
So uh, watch out for receiving. They, they like to uh, use a lot of play action, but Carter Bell, uh, Van Der Esch, uh, Brett Sampson are guys to look for in the receiving game. Uh, Carter Bell is our leading receiver and only had 648 yards and only averaged uh, 58.9 a game. So really, really to watch out for. Then uh, they like to run the ball a little bit. Um, they lose a lot of different backs. Guys like Nate Thomas, um, Travis Tice, I would pronounce that, and uh, uh, Mike Mansaray. Um, they use a lot of backs, but uh, yeah, it's a team to watch out for. You mentioned Camp real fast. We mentioned on the last one that he looked seems like he doesn't turn the ball over. And something else that it looks like he's been sacked 26 times. I think they said Nick Baker's been sacked 28 times. So that it seems like Nick Baker seemed like led the FCS in sacks that we've seen this year. But Camp does too, so I think that's something to keep an eye out for ability to rush the uh, rush the passer. Uh, could play a factor in this game. Yeah, I think we mentioned how they could be a throwing team, but yeah, looking at the running back with Thomas and Tice, two almost 700-yard rushers. They're about even, without a doubt. I'm sure they both have different skill sets. They have 12 combined touchdowns on the year. We have, I think Javon now leads us in yards. We know Donovan was close too. So yeah, I'd say they're a mix of both, and that's where I think, and that's a team that we thought we'd be this year, a mix of both elite, that I think they're pretty elite at doing both as well. So yeah, a lot of pass catcher, a lot of pass catchers as well. Uh, a lot of guys in the hundreds so far this year. You mentioned the top two guys and that tight end. Uh, yeah, getting into more to camp. He's a six three sophomore. Um, he was named to the all newcomer team last year, and uh, he was the first true freshman in South Dakota history to start a season opener at quarterback. Had a pretty good year, so he's a young guy. They got a pretty young team, but um, on the defensive side, looking on their defense, six uh, three. Senior Jack Cochrane, Cochrane, Cochran, Cochran um, leads the team in tackles, 92. Uh, then 6'4", redshirt sophomore Nick Geis leads the Coyotes in tackles for loss with 10 and 7 sacks. Um, so uh, really strong D, but uh, it's kind of a difficult matchup because they're a pretty good running team, and we struggled against the run, which we thought would be the opposite. We may struggle with the little banged-up secondary against the pass this year. So our defense is going to be flying around and making plays. Yeah, I agree. And it looked like they're really linebacker heavy getting to that second level. So I don't know how teams have been running on them, but uh, linebackers and DBs seem like they're not sure how good they are on the front four or front three, whatever they would line up as, but definitely, yeah, either Cochrane or Cochran, I guess you would say, seems like, yeah, being that senior, being that, steady guy like we know we have a couple guys doing that yeah so I think I think we're two evenly matched teams it appears we wanted to say that this was lucky number 10 for us getting to the playoffs which seems a little odd I don't know what they go off of in terms of like how 1983 was when we won at all what that would be considered because obviously it's been but we had that stretch from early 2000s to around 2009 before we had our awful stretch before the last couple years it's kind of surprising being only 10, right? I mean, if they count back that long, that means in the 90s they weren't good, and I don't know how all this played out, but 10 seems surprising to me. Yeah, it was, it's it's weird. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit more than that, maybe around 15. But, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. But, uh, yeah, like you said, it's uh, really two evenly matched teams almost. Uh, so it's going to be a, it's gonna be a really good game. I know Massey Ratings has them edging us out 30 to 27, so a three-point ball game. Uh, Massey Ratings is a website you can um, 
compare two teams and they'll give you a little like a breakdown of what the score would be. So a three-point ball game. So you know it's going to be a really good game. They play in this conference, so they are battle-tested. So it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and I think Nick Hill was asked about how different they would be or how familiar they would be playing them two years ago. And he says, obviously, that it's the same answer again, that he, uh, you know, nothing changes. And we don't have all full quotes of Nick Hill. Usually we rely on something and we're able to read them. Uh, I think that'll come out in the coming days, probably on Friday. We said we're not going to do it that day, so we're working with what we have in terms of the team's preparation uh, and what they think about the team. But, yeah, and then I think our this game could be one of the tops of the week, and we mentioned some others we'll get into with our picks in general. Uh, but, yeah, evenly matched teams, uh, and we mentioned how great we are on the road, uh, which is what we want to do in the playoffs here. And we talked about the last game we had here was a four-touchdown performance by Javon, and we rushed for 334 yards. Uh, and answering Nick Hill, who just answered the question of, you know, it doesn't matter if the team's the same relatively, uh, that, you know, they've had a good season this year, and maybe they're totally different in how, what they allow in terms of, obviously, what we can go in there and do. We mentioned Landon. You know, guys, that should stick out, that his two catch the last two games, and all came in that uh, Youngstown game, that we need to get everybody involved. Four-headed drag. Obviously, it's the playoffs, and it's do or die. You need to get – because I, I thought Noah – because I think it was my dad and I thinking, because he listens to our podcast, and he mentioned about Javon, like how Nick Hill's been saying that everybody's been asking about Javon getting involved. And I told him that there was that game, I guess it was South Dakota State game, where Javon did everything. He re- received, he rushed, and he threw, and we won. Uh, and maybe, I don't know what kind of all kinds of stops we would pull out in this one game for the playoff. But I, I would say, no, that seems like obviously all of our stops. We mentioned the injuries, hopefully Lucas Davis plays, and Chase Evans, and then using the four-headed dragon and getting everybody involved. It's all stops. And even Jacob Garrett, we mentioned that he kind of got into the game seeing him. Anybody and everybody. Yeah, and going back to that, going back to his presser, I know he says, um, we've talked about it, how we're not a very good home team, and uh, I believe Nick Hill said, the team feeds off this. They enjoy being together, being in a hotel, going on the road, and uh, it's, it's what we did last year in the playoffs. So uh, it's, I'm, I'm sure this will fuel the team. They're going to they're gonna strive off being on the road, going into um, environments that we're going to have to play in two domes. If we get past this first one, you'll have to go right back into another, another dome. So, uh, yeah, this team is – battle tested and yeah it's time to pull out all the stops it's time for your quarterback to if we need plays made to make plays like everybody else does uh like the player of the year and jason shelley you saw what jason shelley did against us it it's in that game it was two quarterbacks and it's who and whoever was going to win that game was whoever the quarterback stepped up and made plays and you saw who that was so it's time for nick baker you said on the last podcast is it time to question uh, going into this offseason, yeah, it could be, but it's time for him to show this is his team and why. Exactly, and I think it's just throwing the ball consistently because we saw him with his legs and converting and with the extra efforts that obviously you keep that up, but if you want to be a good quarterback and help a team win a title, you have to be great in all facets. The whole team does as well, but since you're the quarterback, you have to, yeah. Nick's got to be huge in this one. Seems like a quick sneak peek to the dogs of the game, but yeah, in general, I, I would say that uh, this being, and you mentioned, I'm glad you said about, even Nick Hill said, the traveling and all that. I think you can be too comfortable at home, 
kind of, and it is fun. And I remember just in high school even going to road games and being on the road was fun. I can only imagine what it's like college and you're, you're flying and you're staying in hotels. Yeah. And you're, we see the players on live a lot when they're on the road on Instagram and stuff. So they have fun. So they're able to like breathe a little bit, I guess you could say on the road. So I, I think that will play a factor. Uh, so I, and I'm kind of glad that we're on the road, even though obviously, even though there was so much talk about having a potential, I mean, we were listening to sports voice and stuff about, People talking about wanting a playoff game, a potential, and we know we've had good crowds, and even for the playoffs, knowing that high school playoffs are, uh, you know, ending for the most part, definitely around here, except one team that, uh, you know, we would have a raucous crowd on a Saturday afternoon, even though we wouldn't be able to get there. So we're glad actually we're on the road because we have a five o'clock game. But if we were hosting this, would it still be five o'clock or would it be afternoon? I think it's based on TV time, so I think it'd still be around for five o'clock. Yeah, because it's the same time here as it is in South Dakota. So, yeah. So, we are lucky in that sense regardless. So, home playoff game at five, we would have done everything we could to make it. Uh, that would have been great. But in, in talk about how if we if we uh, win and move on, North Dakota State game December 4th at 3.30. So, that's also a decent afternoon time. So, we'll take this one game at a time, obviously, Noah. So, what about our picks? We obviously don't know any, anything spreads. Football is bad with that to the day of. So uh, let's start off with dogs of the game. Yeah, dogs of the game, it's it's go time. And uh, it's go time. It's when your best players shine. So uh, offensively, we've been we've been picking guys so far decently well. But uh, uh, I just talked about him. It's got to be Nick Baker. Without a doubt. Uh, your quarterback has to play well if you want to advance. And I think even he said on that quote, that he's looking for himself to kind of, and, you know, I'm uh, paraphrasing here about, you know, bouncing back for the most part and leading the way. I, I mean, I think it's, it should be overwhelmingly him, but I will go with the fact that uh, it happened the last time we were at on the road and he was great there in the past and he'd be great there again. Like he is this time, Javon, I think if he's used like he should, and he's got to be used to the utmost if we want to win regardless so I think our two most arguably most important players on offense and in the team in general has to be Javon and Nick. So those are our picks. What about defense? Yeah, defense. I uh, mentioned they're a really good running team. And uh, this kid loves to, fly around, loves to fly around and knock heads. So I'm going with Zach Barola. Zach Barola, yeah. We know, we know Branson Combs has been dealing with uh, injuries and barely playing. So hopefully he'll be able to go. So that means Zach will have to step in. And regardless, we're thinking guys like Colby Coleman – even playing a factor. We know he was excited in the video they showed for the announcement on selection show. I think guys like that and definitely these six-year guys could play a factor. You don't want to force them in a must-win game, but you want to, you know, I'd say honor these guys, but you play your best, you know, for the game. But I can see guys like that coming up in a factor. And I will go with, let's see here. If, if they do like to run the ball, uh, I will go with, hmm. One of the defensive linemen, I was thinking maybe. I think because uh, they obviously – all the seniors weren't happy about the senior day game. I'll go with Jordan Verner because we mentioned how their quarterback does get sacked only twice less than Nick Baker, surprisingly. So we can get to the quarterback. I'll go with Jordan. And, Noah, let's arguably talk about one of the most important, if not the, because it is in every game, definitely in the playoffs. Special teams might be the most important part. Who you got? Yeah, it's going to come down to all phases, and uh, yeah, special teams a big one, and uh, we haven't seen a lot. We know we had a, we, he's had a really good one, 
Uh, he's been back on return games recently, so I'm going. It's going to take a big. Uh, we're going to need a spark plug either uh, if we win the toss uh, coming out of halftime, or start the game, or at some point a good return. So Isaiah Hartrick. Yeah, and I pray that we win the tip because that or the coin toss. So that means we do defer and get the ball in the second half, which it seems like if you do that, you have a good chance to win. Hopefully keeping it close and starting out the second half great. I agree. I like that pick. Uh, I'll go with – it's tough to say, like, Nico, because <clears throat> we know he makes his extra points if we score. I feel like, depending upon how the game goes, it seems like you're in four-down territory, whether you set up a field goals or not. Uh, but obviously every kick's important. Uh, and I think there's potential – unless our offense just clicks and we don't punt, I'll go with Jack because you have to flip the field if you do have to punt and you're in fourth and long and you can't go for it a certain part of the game and you have to flip it, I think Jack's got to be vital and have them earn their way downfield to score. So I like both of our picks there. Uh, now what about predictions, score predictions at all? Yeah, it's going to be a battle-tested game, and I think our guys are up for this challenge and they're going to strive off this. So uh, um, I think guys are, after what happened last, where we finished this season, our team's going to, really start to hit all cylinders and play like the team we know we can be. So uh, going on the road, 42-17 win. Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, so you would probably hit the over, I would say, for sure. What is that math? That's 59. <clears throat> you said, said, okay, yeah, whatever it is. You would definitely hit the over. I was thinking a close game, definitely with us winning. Uh, I was going to say maybe like a 28-24 to 24 maybe with like a final drive. That seems too heart-wrenching. I couldn't, I couldn't fathom that. Uh, so now off the top of my head, I'll go with 31 to – uh, I'll go 31 to 20, an 11 point win. We know, obviously, yours is definitely shocking in terms of you know having maybe a two possession win because we haven't been playing those, especially a South Dakota who's played well this year. It'd be tough to gauge. I hope you're right. I pray you're right. Even me being 11 point victory. Uh, hopefully we're not jinxing them in this regard. Anything can happen. But I think, like we said, being on the road and in general knowing it's the playoffs that these guys would flip a switch and play well. We're hoping that's the case, obviously. And it's crazy thinking that this season's almost already over. We started these podcasts back in April, and we were doing the end of last year's playoff games. And uh, obviously, with a short off season and getting ready for this year, the season's kind of flown by, and it's it's kind of sad thinking about it that it's almost over thinking with these seniors and how important they are. But knowing we said whenever our time comes for the season to end, we will preview it recap the season, look ahead to our future and how bright it looks. But we know this is because all these guys have been here since Nick Hale has been here and been the head man. So, uh, and thinking back, obviously with me, I've had classes with a lot of these guys and I graduated three years ago. So how long they've been here and how much they deserve to win. So hopefully they go and play their hearts out and uh, realize that even if you get one playoff win that can, you know, go down in history and then going up against the North Dakota State team. We'll, we'll play it by year. We'll play it by week. So we just got to get through this one to know a final thought. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a really good game, I think. But I think our team's going to be um, – they've been a little bit lackluster the last couple of weeks starting games. So I think we're going to go out and throw a couple first punches and really um, get after them and uh, take the lead and not not stop, continue to pile on. And that's where, that's where we get our 42-17 win. Yeah, and it's uh, I think that definitely like it's almost like they were like tricking us. They played so bad against a one or two win team that maybe then they as soon as the playoffs hit they flipped the switch. Like I said, so 
I can see it happening for sure. Hopefully we can score 42 points. We know our defense struggled in the last game, but has been good, obviously, a main reason why we've won a lot of our games. Uh, I can see our defense coming out and showing out. So, uh, like we said, we can rush the passer. We can do it all. Just got to be steady. And we talked about uh, – I don't remember. I doubt our DBs even got tested this past week because they ran the ball so well. Hopefully they're ready with a decent quarterback on the other side. So, like we said, do or die time. Can't believe that part of the season's already here. Favorable matchup. If it was at home, we'd be okay. We'd be great because we'd be able to make it. On the road, I think we're glad. And we'll be able to hopefully get off in time to be able to watch it and tweet it instead of relying on the radio to tweet. So Mike, this will be back. Again, Russ Eisenstein did a great job, so it's great to have Mike back for this last potential ride to move on. So we're ready for it. Like we said, uh, since it's on Saturday, well, I guess we'll cover it on Monday. Hopefully with a moving on and recapping a W and not ending the season on that. So until then, Nick Malone, this is Nick Malone. We're doing picks, right? For, uh, oh. Uh, Final four picks. Oh, yeah, picks. sorry. Yeah, you totally, whatever me, yeah. So our game we talked about is an important, because you weren't saying anything. I was like, oh, what's going on? But, yeah, you're right. Uh, our game is an important first-round game. Uh, so other ones that stick out to me real fast. UNI Eastern Washington is interesting. And then Kennesaw State Davidson, even Southeastern Florida and on this side. But uh, who you got, you know, we're moving on to Final Four. Yeah, Final Four um, out of the top left bracket. Um, I'm going to roll with the defending champ, Sam Houston. Um, I think them being at home and uh, them wanting to move on to the FBS uh, in the next couple of years, whenever they do that, in the right way, they want to go back-to-back here. Then going to the bottom bracket, I think South Dakota State gets to um, where they go on the road at Villanova, but I think Villanova takes care of them at home. So that side, you got Sam Houston, Villanova. Then on this side, in the top right bracket, I like it. I like a sneaky pick. I like uh, Eastern Washington getting past Montana. And I think I'm going to have Eastern Washington and what should be the player of the year get to the final four, then in the bottom bracket. I'm going to roll. I'd really like to say us, but I'm going to roll in North Dakota State. Then I'll have a North Dakota State versus Sam Houston battle, and I'm going to go with the, the Bison to win it all. Yeah, I think ETSU is even a good team, but I think Kennesaw State beating Davidson move on to face them to face North Dakota State. I agree. They'll probably get there. Yeah, that's the I pray, one. I pray we're wrong. Yeah, I, that's one I mentioned. If Kennesaw, I'm not sure how it would work down the road, but if Kennesaw sneaks past ETSU, and we were to get by North Dakota State, we could end up a home game and that deep in the playoffs. Exactly. Uh, it's not the way it fell, unfortunately. Uh, I like your pick. I like – you're right. Sam Houston, James Madison, or Levinson, I think they would have something to prove. Sam Houston definitely coming out of that top. I think Missouri State would have a lot to say with, about it. Missouri State, Montana State, you know, at Montana State would be an incredible game, I think. Uh, that'd be really fun to watch. We'll be watching most of these. Uh, I think Sam Houston comes out of that in the final four. Yeah, your, your Villanova pick, it seems like they had, an, you know, I think Sacramento State's pretty good. I almost picked them. I just think South Dakota State. You mentioned Isaiah Davis. Not sure if he's back, but we know the, how great they are as a team. I think they would come out and be in the final four because they're that dangerous team that nobody wanted to play. Sacramento State hates the draw that they had. Uh, I do think Eastern Washington being snubbed at the top eight, I think they handle Northern Iowa for the most part because they're just able to outscore them at the end of the day, even though you and I pride themselves on defense. Uh, you know, those Montana teams are really good. I, I'd say James Madison gets out of there, but I think Eastern Washington, you're right, the soon-to-be probably Walter Payton player of the year, Walter Payton player, whatever it is. 
uh, coming out with that high-powered offense. James Madison there, and then I'll have North Dakota State coming out of there. Yeah, and I will have a Sam Houston-James Madison title. And I'll say Sam Houston takes it home and wins back-to-back. Uh, did you say who you have won it all or just the Final Four? North Dakota State. Okay, so definitely, like we said, bounce back year for them, and they proved it on both ends. They, I think, allowed the least amount of points, and they forced a lot. They're just really steady, and maybe they will reclaim their crown. I like that pick. So hopefully we'll be the ones to knock them off, and who knows, all hell will break loose after that potentially. So like we said, a lot of great games, definitely in these first couple or these first round games that we cannot wait for. So uh, we mentioned how obviously, yeah, do or die time, cannot wait. Hopefully we come to you guys on Monday uh, recapping a W and not looking to the offseason and remembering our great seniors. Hopefully we can get it done. So for Nick Malone. No lurch. Until then, go dogs.